Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. It is an honor and privilege to bring on our next guest for episode 132. Like, I say 132 and I kind of like get like choked up. I'm like, holy smokes, how did this happen so fast? You know, it's just kind of like a simple brainstormed idea. Now we're impacting the region, sharing servant leadership, sharing good news, letting people know that you can make a difference. And we have a responsibility as San Diegans to actually impact the region. You know, and our next guest is someone who actually served our country as a United States Marine Corps veteran, also paving the way in the for-profit and non-profit space through teaching companies how to incorporate veterans, how to hire veterans, how to train veterans, and how to work them into the fabric of organizations. Um, this person is a board member of the Travis Mannion Foundation, which is an incredible uh, foundation, if not me, then who? And they're a great friend of the Rise Up Network. Also author of LinkedIn for Veterans, and we're going to talk about all this. Greg Call, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, I appreciate it, James. It's an honor and privilege to be here. Yeah, you, I mean, you've done so much in the veteran space. Before we really even get into working with companies, I want to just, you know, back up a second. Where did you grow up, and, you know, how did you actually choose to go into the Marine Corps, and what's your professional path been like? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a journey, and uh, definitely a, a roller coaster in a very beautiful way. Uh, but grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. Um, nice. So, yeah, that's my hometown. Still got a lot of love for the, the D, you know. The D. Um, and it's coming back. Um, but did my undergraduate uh, work at University of Michigan, graduate uh, school at Michigan State University. So, you know, Spartion. That's right. Good school. Uh, yeah, Spartion. And, um, you know, actually at, at that point in time in my life, I became a, a CPA and uh, was working really? in, uh, in public accounting um, at age 23. Okay. Um, so spent, you know, five years doing auditing, uh, business management consulting and helping private equity firms uh, buy companies in the Detroit area. Wow. And then at age 28, you know, just um, took a hard right hand turn in life um, and made some decisions, um, you know, uh, really wanted to live my life with no regrets. And one of the you know, the potential regrets I had was, you know, never serving my country. Um, and this was 2008. Um, so there was both the Afghan and Iraq wars going on. And I would come home from work and, you know, live in a, uh, a really nice life, had a, had a beautiful place to live um, in a nice situation, but, you know, would watch the news every night and see the sacrifices that people of my generation were making for this country. Um, and really, I just wanted to do whatever I could, some small part um, in that sacrifice um, that my generation was making. And um, so it took a hard right hand turn in life and, um, you know, tried at the time uh, to become a Marine officer, was, uh, was fortunate enough at age 28 um, that uh, they let me through waivers actually join the Marine Corps because that's a little late in life uh, to say, join the military. So how, how, did the, how did the physical exams go? <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was super interesting because, uh, you know, I walked into my partner's office at the accounting firm I was working at. Yeah. And uh, this guy, Jerry Gumbleton, um, who's, uh, you know, somebody I've looked up to. Um, uh, my whole life, but I walked into his office and I guarantee he had never heard this conversation before. He's probably heard right. a lot of things from the associates that work under him. I uh, walked in there and I said, you know, Jerry, I love, you know, the firm. I, I love what I'm doing, but I, you know, there's something else I'd like to do with my life. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to join the Marine Corps and try to become a Marine officer. And uh, Jerry, the look on his face, you know, Just definitely. Like the record scratching. Yeah. Right like, Excuse me? But hey, the reaction, you know, so, so Jerry was like, hey, you know, I think that's phenomenal. Um, and I want to support that. How can I support you in, in doing that with your life? Mm -hmm. um, and so Jerry actually allowed me to, to do a lot of training um, in the three months leading up to when I was going to be tested to get my waivers, uh, to get in the Marine Corps physically. 
Um, and so that really helped me those three months kind of get in uh, both mental and physical shape that I needed to, to get into to, you know, even have a, you know, try to become a Marine officer. Um, so went to officer's candidate school in 2008 and was, you know, fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to, to make it through and, and become a Marine officer. Wow. Okay. So, right. We got 90 days. Let's sort it out, get ourselves in shape, put it together and you get into Marine officer school. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. So, you know, you go through that transformation, you know, I guarantee I was the only CPA in my officer's uh, candidate school, you know, <laughs> class. Um, Gosh, you need some platoon. tax preparation done here. And I was one of the oldest, you know, uh, guys in, in my platoon. Um, there was a lot of, you know, some prior enlisted um, that were in there with me as well. Um, but yeah, I was the old man of the, uh, the crew and, uh, you know, you figure out why they don't let a lot of 28 year olds in the military, you know, to go through, you know, officer's candidate school is definitely physically rigorous. Um, but after a month, you know, kind of, you know, caught, you know, you know, caught on to what, what needed to get done and, and, and the type of mindset, the servant leadership mindset that you need to become a Marine officer. Um, and was fortunate enough to, to make it through the, the three month training and, uh, you know, swear in, uh, in front of my family to, to become a Marine officer. So, you know, following that, spent five years in the Marine Corps as a ground intelligence officer. So I was a training infantry and intel guy. Um, did one uh, tour in uh, Africa and then one tour in Afghanistan as an advisor to the Afghan National Army. Wow. Okay. So one tour in Africa and then one tour in Afghanistan. Yeah. So that, you know, was privileged enough to, uh, to bring the men and women under my command home all in one piece. Um, and after five years really, you know, decided that, uh, you know, I felt like I had done my, my, my small part. Um, it was the best decision I ever made in my life, but there was a lot of other things I wanted to do with my life as well. So decided to transition after about five years, um, back out of the military. Okay. Yeah. And then transition out and then what? Yeah, so that was the big question. That's a big question for most of, you know, the service members that, you know, uh, you know, sacrifice for this country, um, you know, when they transition out, what's what's next? Uh, for me, you know, I had the privilege of knowing what working in the private sector was like, you know, and I knew uh, the beautiful thing that the Marine Corps gave me, which was that sense of purpose, that sense of mission in my life. And I wanted to keep that mission driven life uh, that I lived in the Marine Corps, waking up every morning, knowing exactly, you know, uh, how, you know, my mission and what I was going to be, you know, how what I did on a daily basis was going to impact the world. Um, so for me, that led me down a road of entrepreneurship, actually. Uh, so it became a, a, you know, an entrepreneur, a vetrepreneur, as they, you know, they call them. And, um, you know, founded a couple companies. The first company was a, a tech company and a lot of lessons learned, you know. Okay. Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, uh, learned a lot during that period of time, starting my first company. I put that down after a couple of years and started my second company, Guidon, which became, you know, fairly successful and, uh, you know, had the privilege of, you know, pitching, uh, you know, Mark Andreessen, the number one VC okay. in the world, um, and doing a lot of good things within the, uh, the veteran community with that company. Um, which eventually led me to my life in, uh, in corporate America. Got it. So, you know, after Guide On, two companies, then you start to actually go work for somebody else. Yeah. Where, where did you start? So after about three and a half years of entrepreneurship, you know, I was mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially drained. Tired. Um, yeah, just tired. And we, we had just started having a lot of success with the company, but I, you know, I talked to my founders and, I had an amazing opportunity through a mentor of mine who became the vice president of marketing at LinkedIn uh, to go to LinkedIn and actually build a veterans program there. And so wow. for me, that was a dream um, because We're I knew, home run. yeah, the, I knew the impact that LinkedIn had made in my professional career and my transition. And I felt if I could go there with the mindset of how do we maximize this amazing platform for my own community? 
Right. Uh, that would be a beautiful thing, and it yeah. would be right in line with the mission I had set for myself following the military. And, you know, what was what was it like at LinkedIn when you came on, right? And then you got to cast this vision, kind of start from scratch. And then what was it like when you left? Yeah, so, you know, that's the interesting thing, and that really gets into to, to the heart of what I always advise other, you know, veterans or other individuals that are interested in building veteran programs at companies. So when I got to LinkedIn, it was exactly how you described. Um, you know, there wasn't a, a structured program. There wasn't a focus. Um, it was a bit all over the place. Um, they were doing good things for, for our community, but it just wasn't as targeted and as impactful as it could be. Uh, so the first thing that I always advise anybody to do and that I did there was to get with the senior leadership of the company and really understand where they're trying to drive the company moving forward. What are the, the things that are keeping them up at night and what are, how are they trying to align the mission to actual operations? So at LinkedIn at the time, uh, there was two main things they were really pushing. One was they wanted to increase engagement on the platform and the amount of content that they were building on the platform. And the second thing is they wanted to launch LinkedIn Learning, which was a whole uh, learning you know, uh, uh, application on the, uh, on, the, on the platform, which would allow people to build skills, um, which is obviously perfect for the veteran community. So really I did two things. Um, the first on the content and, and increasing engagement, I uh, was fortunate enough to meet a man named Florence Groberg, uh, so, so Flo, Florent Groberg, um, so Flo Groberg is a Medal of Honor recipient, uh, amazing story if anybody hasn't, you know, heard that before, tremendous servant leader, um, but, uh, you know, I was able to link up with him and bring him on LinkedIn and start writing about his experiences transitioning as a Medal of Honor recipient, um, and so that really sort of engaged our audience and drove our audience, and by the time I left, veterans on LinkedIn were the third most engaged audience of all the all the, the demographics on LinkedIn. So that was an amazing, wow. amazing journey with him sort of driving that engagement through videos and in writing on the platform. And he really, he really laid it out there and did it himself. He's the voice of the veteran generation, my veteran generation, uh, for sure. So that was a great privilege. And then secondly, we had this great learning platform called LinkedIn Learning. Hmm. And so I was like, hey, you know, could we potentially, you know, offer this LinkedIn Learning uh, application to the veteran community for free in that year after they transition out of the military so they could build skills uh, that they need um, to be able to, to, to gain the type of employment that they were looking for. And so we were able to launch on Veterans Day of, uh, of 2015 uh, LinkedIn Learning for a year for free for all military veterans uh, that go on LinkedIn and sign up for it. That's incredible. So massive impact at LinkedIn really setting the table for the platform to support and serve our veterans. Then you transition from there too. So, you know, during that period of time, um, you know, I'd seen uh, Amazon, you know, announced that they were going to, you know, at the White House, uh, Jeff Bezos announced his commitment to the military community and hiring 25,000 military veterans and spouses and training them uh, to be, you know, employees at Amazon. And that blew me away, wow. you know, 25,000. Um, and I knew that's bigger than the town I grew up in. That's a lot of <laughs> same, folks. same here. You know, it is amazing. And it's one of the, the truly unique things that can be done at Amazon, um, really hiring at that level. Uh, but that really intrigued me. And I knew some of the senior leaders over there uh, by working at LinkedIn and sort of, you know, interacting with them and uh, was offered the opportunity to come over there and help be, you know, a part of the senior leadership on the Amazon team to try to drive towards that hiring goal. Wow. Okay. And then, so at Amazon, I mean, Amazon's like the mothership. You know, what, what does that look like in the veterans department? 
Yeah, so, it, it, you know, it really looks like a lot of uh, dedicated, you know, veterans and military spouses within the company uh, driving to try to, you know, meet that hiring goal and, and, and do great things for the veteran community. So little things just like, hey, where do we, where do we buy our T-shirts from? Uh, where do we buy our swag that we use at events? You know, we utilize veteran-owned companies, uh, Rags of Honor, uh, combat flip-flops. Uh, they provide all the little things, yep. you know, that at our events. Um, so making sure that we're dedicated even to that point with our partnerships um, and what we're doing in the veteran community. Fantastic. So massive impact. You're blazing a trail here. How did you link up with the Travis Manion Foundation? So the Travis Manion Foundation was actually integral in, in my transition um, at the time. I was a Camp Pendleton Marine here in the San Diego area. Uh, they had built up a great reputation of, of helping veterans uh, transition. Um, and so, you know, came down here and met with, uh, with the, their leaders down here uh, during my transition, let them know that I was very interested in helping out the veteran community any way I could. I knew I had to learn a lot, you know, about that transition process by going through it. Um, and as sort of, you know, my career has grown, um, and, and the foundation has grown tremendously. You know, there was an opportunity where they had asked me, hey, you know, would you be willing to come on the board and start helping us with strategic initiatives um, and promoting, you know, what we're trying to do with the foundation? And, and to me, that was like the, the you know, the, the best thing that I could have ever heard. You know, um, you know it's, a, it's a true privilege to be able to serve um, in a foundation that's doing such, such great things in the community. Wow. I mean, I'm just, I'm very, very impressed with the work that you've done, you know, I mean, you, you've really built um, very impactful, meaningful foundations in these organizations, you know, between LinkedIn, Amazon, you know, being humble, going through the transition process yourself, taking that skills, impacting Travis Manion Foundation, which is a phenomenal organization and a great friend to the Rise Up Network. You know, what do business owners leaders and managers need to know about veterans and how do how do we build and support within organizations for veterans yeah you know and i mean obviously you know super talented people coming out of the, the the military and and you know the great thing nowadays is they have a tremendous amount of support uh veteran uh, veteran unemployment now is is below four percent i believe in the in Fantastic. the last count yeah and it was you know roughly 12 percent when i got out in 2012 you know and so really what that was was wow. a couple things it's the government committing to driving down that unemployment rate but then also our community standing up and saying hey this is unacceptable and yeah. leaders in our community and, and within companies within nonprofits. Um, saying, hey, we're going to do something about this and doing something about it. So, hey, the Travis Manion Foundation, uh, Hire Heroes USA, uh, hiring our Great heroes with the, yeah, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, a lot of tremendous programs out there now that the veteran community can rely upon uh, in order to make this, this transition successful, you know. Um, but I do see, you know, most, uh, most of the veterans that, you know, get out and they go into you know, corporate America, they do want to do something great for the veteran, the veteran community within their companies. And that can be challenging sometimes. And they're, they're, they'll face a lot, of, a lot of challenges in doing that. And like I said, you know, it's not because the companies don't want to do something great for the community, but we are a unique community. Um, and we do have, you know, a, a certain, certain things um, that work well, and there's certain things that don't work well. And so at LinkedIn, I had the privilege of seeing this on a massive scale and working with a variety of different companies that are trying to do great things for the veteran community and maybe struggling at, at points in time. And so that was a great learning experience for me in working with these companies to try to provide advice to them about how they can actually build a successful veterans program. And, and what does that look like from like a, 
a tactical nuts and bolts blocking and tackling initiative. You know, I'm a small business owner. Maybe I got 20 employees. I want to hire veterans, but I don't have a clue. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, and I would say that, you know, if you put the veteran in the center of everything that you're doing and, and try to dive deep into the issues um, that the veteran community is facing and how your company can solve them. So a great example would be LinkedIn. So okay. LinkedIn, um, there's not a tremendous amount of hiring that goes on at LinkedIn. It's a, you know, it's a software company, software as a service. Yeah, you know, um, and, and it's not in a, in a huge growth state. Um, and so, you know, there wasn't a ton of jobs for me to actually provide to the veteran community at LinkedIn. However, the product had a tremendous amount right. of value at LinkedIn. So if you put the, the veteran in the, in the center and start building your program around that, you realize that, hey, maybe I can't provide a ton of employment but maybe what I'm doing with my company can be very beneficial for this community. And how can I, how can I maximize my, my product or my service that I'm, I'm providing for this veteran community if I care about that community? And what do you think are, you know, some of, gosh, the misunderstood beliefs, yeah. you know, or misnomers you think yeah. that the business and the public sector has out there about our veterans and yeah. how do we debunk that stuff? Yeah, so, you know, to me, I'm very passionate about trying to, to trying to break this broken hero narrative uh, that, that's been put out yes, there. Yes, man. Yeah, it's, it's craziness. And, uh, you know, uh, you understand why when you, you know, when you, when you read the headlines of papers, um, you know, and what's being written, you know, uh, about our community, or at least in the past, I think this has actually progressed and it's gotten a lot better. Um, in recent days. Um, but when I got out in 2012, there was a distinct narrative um, that anybody coming out of the military at that point in time was sort of a broken hero. Yeah, we applaud you for the sacrifice you made for this country, um, but you're going to have issues transitioning out for sure. Um, in reality, you know, um, we don't ignore those that do have those issues um, that when they're transitioning Here's out. Here's the truth. Yeah. We all do. Exactly. Uh, we all have issues and, and some, you know, that actually do need a little bit more period of time in that transition process to sort through some things. But, hey, you have the 90 percent that are actually at Facebook, at Google, at J.P. Morgan Chase, um, at all at small and medium sized businesses doing amazing things. And that story isn't told as much as, you know, the ones that maybe are struggling a little bit um, and are gonna, going to get there eventually. Um, but need some services. And so what I tried to do at LinkedIn um, through our Honor Our Future program was really redefine the term veteran. Um, so when I say veteran, most people, th you know, think about the past. There's a whole world there. They think about my service, you know, but for us, when I say veteran, I think about all the great things that veterans are actually doing within companies, nonprofits, organizations within the government. Um, and so that's future oriented. And so we tried to make that shift uh, from, from veteran equaling past to veteran equaling future. Um, and that's, that. that provides a strategic, you know, uh, veterans as strategic assets for companies and organizations. Fantastic. Greg, you are a tremendous servant leader. It's just been an honor and a privilege to have you on the Rise of Network. What are some parting thoughts for our audience? Oh, uh, you know, I would go back to, uh, you know, what, what we do at the Travis Mannion Foundation and having that if not me, who, then who mentality. Um, that you, the power of one, you and your community can do great things. You don't need to wait for an or to join an organization to do it. Um, take it upon yourself and hold yourself accountable to doing great things within your community. Um, and if you'd like to join us, we actually have a run uh, that we're putting on for the Travis Mannion Foundation, uh, September 23rd. Um, it's the 9-11 Heroes Run. The purpose of the run is to bring communities together. Um, so please join us in that run here in San Diego. Go to www.travismannion.com. 
org, um, and you can sign up for the run. Like I said, September 23rd, we'd love to have you out and we'd love to discuss, if not me, then who, uh, mindset with you there. And we'll have all that information on our website at sdriseup.com. Greg Call, thank you for being a servant leader. Thank you for rising up. Hey, thank you for having me and thank you for the show. 